Please stay tuned after the episode for a special track from Mavis Guitar. This is Brian Gilronan, BG, and Daniel Peterson. What's up, everybody? All right, and we have Mr. Travis Talbot with us today. Howdy. He is, besides being the man, he is a guitar player with Frontier Folk Nebraska, which we'll talk about soon. Also a teacher of guitar at folk school and other places. And my house. And your house. Mostly my house. Boom, private studio. That's what that is. <laughs> and um, long-term employee at Shake It Records. Shout out Shake It in Cincinnati, Northside neighborhood. Also a husband with an anniversary coming up and father of two beautiful girls. So welcome, buddy. Hey, thanks. Thanks for and having me. And Mavis Guitar as well, right? And Mavis Guitar. Oh, Mavis. Mavis. I get, I get like a real hard A there. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks for being here, man. Thanks for having All right, man. So we always ask... Um, you know, we've known you for a long time, playing with Frontier and different gigs and, um, you know, all those fun things. But how did uh, you get your start? You know, what's your, your backstory real quick? Um, I guess musically, like, I was into, I really got fascinated by the piano, kind of from my cousins, mm. um, uh, who were a few years older than me, and they, like, they had a piano at uh, my aunt and uncle's house that was always played uh, specifically by one who's a, um, see, I have to know how old they are. (laughs) A few years older than me, but he played everything kind of by ear. And then uh, his younger brother, who's just like about a year older than me, he started playing guitar. And then then the one that played piano played guitar. And I would see them doing that. And I was like, that is, you know, that looks like fun. And then... Kind of around the same time as that, I think, um, I don't know, I'm going to have to piece this together better. I probably saw, uh, like, Stevie Ray Vaughan on Austin City Limits on a rerun that my dad was like, hey, this guy, he plays the guitar, because he saw that I was getting interested in guitar, and my Mm -hmm. my dad and my mom would listen to, like, Neil Young and the Beatles and the band a lot, um, growing up, and I... I really loved all that stuff. Like I used to just sit with headphones on and listen to feel like a lot of Beatles records. And I, like there was one Carly Simon record I was kind of obsessed oh, nice. with when I was yeah. really little. Hmm. And, uh, but yeah, like so seeing my kids put on headphones now, I, I, <laughs> I and they get kind of transfixed by it. I'm like, that looks, that's still so much fun. That's yeah. awesome. Right. Yeah. And they're doing it for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they got these, uh, uh, Jojo Siwa headphones. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all know the Jojo Siwa. What's that? Yeah. She's like a a YouTube pop star. Oh, okay. yeah. all right. Yeah, it's not there that bad. No. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So I would say, like you know, that's like seeing it around family, uh, and then kind of finding a handful of things, and then I got like really into Santana and the Almond Brothers. Oh yeah. Right after I got a guitar, and okay. didn't know how to play at all. <laughs> Um, and then like 
sort of just couldn't think of anything else to mm-hmm. do. Like it was all yeah. I all consuming. To do. Yeah. yeah. Like nobody ever had to tell me to practice. That's right. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Did you take lessons or anything like that? Or I did. Self, like uh, yeah. Once I started taking lessons, um, I was probably I'd probably been playing it for like two years, not really know what I knowing what just I was picking, doing. Yeah, just figuring it out. Like looking at tab, and then uh, mm-hmm. I started taking from this guy named Dick that taught at a music house, which was in Erlanger, Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. And. Uh, and they kind of sent me to him because they were like, oh, he, you know, he'll he'll show you how to play blues and stuff like, you yeah, know, like you the stuff that I was into. Yeah. But he took me to a place in Latonia called Lucille's that used to have a, a blues jam on Wednesday nights mm-hmm. to see. Um, it, this was like the second week that I was taking lessons. He was like, you should come down here. This mm-hmm. is this kid who's like a couple years older than you named Noah Weatherspoon. Oh, okay. Was huh. playing. Like, Noah nice. used to come down all the time and play at the uh, play at Lucille's, and he used to play at Mansion Hill Tavern over in Newport. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, that really, like, changed the whole thing because, I, like, I immediately saw somebody that was basically the same age as me mm-hmm. up on stage, like really good at it yeah. doing it. And so, like, within, a, like, six months, I think I got up at, at Lucille's. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like open jam kind of thing. Yeah, I had Do like two the, songs. Yeah, what were the songs? Uh, we played Black Magic Woman, <laughs> and actually now I don't remember what the other song was. <laughs> that one. That's awesome. Yeah, and then and how old were you? Uh, I was like fourteen or fifteen. Right on. Did yeah. you have a band? You said we. Oh, so I I went. My guitar teacher took me. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, kind of like so he took me the first time, and then he. Then there was a, a jam that happened like so that was on Wednesday and mm-hmm. then that following Sunday there was a jam like with all like the same kind of crew of people at New, mm-hmm. uh, in Newport over at Mansion Hill Tavern right. that that jam still happens oh yeah. really but like a, you know like a couple people have taken over who does it but okay. it still happens um, but I went over there and I thought that my teacher was coming and then he didn't show up oh and so there were a handful of guys that they were like oh yeah you were there on the other day like. You can get on play with me. Uh, so one of them was Jerry Hedge. Oh wow! And I remember saying like, oh, he was like, well, "We're just gonna do this, this, and this." And I was like, "I don't know those songs." He was like, "Yeah, it'll be fine." <laughs> and <Let's> throw you <laughs> in. He really did. <laughs> uh, and I got up there, and I had no idea what I was doing, and it probably went terribly. But you know, nobody died. And I, <laughs> I I've told I, I, I told Jerry this, but I got ever since then I've never been nervous. Really? Yeah, because oh. I I got through that second time and like like kind of terrified like, yeah. that I don't know what I'm doing and I was like yeah it was you know right I, I, it was fine yeah that's if that's the worst that can happen yeah I'm not going to be really worried <laughs> uh, that's like really that. cool that's man cool. 14 years old huh Just, yeah yeah because it was wow. like right before I started it was definitely before like my freshman year of high school mm-hmm. like it was probably like in between. Eighth and ninth grade. Okay. okay. Where was high school? I went to a place called Holy Cross. Holy Cross. In Latonia. Oh, yeah. Sounds like fun times. Sort of. <laughs> they, they were times. It was high school. <laughs> it was. Uh, so what was playing in high school like? Oh, man. Do the band thing, marching band. No, there, no, there's no marching band. It's a... Okay, none of that. It's a smaller Catholic school. Um, that had no, like, it didn't really have a music department per se. Like, there oh. was a choir. Yeah, okay. Um, oh. 
but so like most yeah. of us we hung out like a lot of my friends we hung out in the theater department and in the art room like i hung out mm-hmm. in the art room constantly and i never took an art class there nice those are your people though yeah yeah um, right yeah yeah so um like music i guess you know i was listening to mostly like the things that i was really obsessed with were like the Almond Brothers and then like Freddie King and Albert okay. Collins and Albert King and so digging in kind of yeah. yeah I really was obsessed with a lot of that stuff and then I yeah like around that same time I like I had friends that started getting into like like one of my best friends that I started playing with uh, was so obsessed with Nirvana okay. that for like yeah. a year and a half he and I would play in our in, in our basements. And we would just play Smells Like Teen Spirit because I thought that was the only thing he could play. Yeah. Okay. And then one day I was playing something like just like a slow blues and he started playing along. And I was like, what yeah. are you doing? He was like, oh, I, I, and I was like, have you been able to do that the whole time? He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, awesome. awesome. Uh, Thanks, bud. Right. <laughs> but he did kind of, you know, cultivate my love for, uh, for all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. And so then high school's over. Like where, where do things go? Oh, I just went to NKU. Nice. Yeah. Um, I kept like that was. Well, I think I started playing while I was. Did I start playing with Frontier while I still? No, that was after that. I think. Um, I got a degree in philosophy. Nice. I guess that's what people go to college for. That's probably what you were asking. Get, <laughs> no, that was not. It was more like where did music take you in college? Or I didn't, you know. And NKU, for those that don't know what the heck that is, Northern Kentucky University. Yep. Right. Go Norse. Norse? Is that right? Go so Norse? I don't know. Is I that what they are? They are the Norse. Right. I, yeah. I don't care about what they do. And they have an awesome uh, <laughs> uh, They have an awesome theater department, right? Maybe. I, you know, again, you like... stuck with the philosophy uh, folks. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, like, once I found... I, like, I found philosophy, uh, like, the second semester I was there. Mm-hmm. And it was the kind of thing, like, I knew basically what it was, but I'd never been around people that, like, really indulged in it. Mm -hmm. And then I was in, like, an intro class the first day, and I was like, this is what I like. This is what I want to do. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, it kind of, like, it it gave a purpose to all of my kind of natural questioning and Mm -hmm. arguing. Mm Mm-hmm. Generally, getting Good. on people's nerves. Direction. <laughs> Direction. <laughs> they make you concentrate in anything. Like you got to be. Do you a know, thing I, about this guy. I even like we had this discussion with one of the professors that uh, that I took a bunch of classes with, but they were they were not good in that that they did not really like make you have a thesis. Like we, uh, right. like, yeah. I remember a few of us saying like, it's like you, you know, took that these sh- classes, you're that, done. You know, like they should make you do that. So that, I was like, because you know. There's so many people that don't understand what you're studying. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got some you can be like, this. Right. Um, but I guess, like, I'm more or less kind of focused on things that were, like, philosophy of mind, um, mm-hmm. uh, like, science, uh, like, evolutionary-based mm-hmm. consciousness ideas and stuff like that. Who are and the, a lot of ethics classes. Who are the, the thinkers behind that? Well, uh, like... The like a more recent one that I really like is a guy named Daniel Dennett who's still is, okay. uh, still out there. Yeah, nice. Yeah, he's got a bunch of really great books, and he's really kind of, I think, for people that aren't that into it, he's really palatable in that he 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 writes things in a very readable way that I think mm-hmm. is it, he's and he's really thorough like with 
if this thought experiment doesn't make it make sense for you, here's another one, and here's another. Oh, okay. Another you know, one. Like different ways of describing it. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's very, cool. Yeah. Real rigorous. Nice man. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And you still you, you were playing it. through college, like at the blues jams and stuff. Or? Yeah, I kind of fell off with those. I was in a band, um, probably like right at the end of high school. I joined a band um, with a, a friend of mine. That, like their guitar player left, and they called me, and it was they were doing more like a poppy punk, you know, mm-hmm. not even like indie rock thing, like mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that like I really didn't like. Mm-hmm. But it was it was being around like the that like that blues crowd the way that it is now. Like even like as even though I was enjoying a lot of it, and I was I learned so much. Like mm-hmm. there was something about that that I was like. This doesn't really feel like completely authentic to me. Okay. Even at a young age, mm-hmm. I feel like I couldn't have articulated it, but I knew like I don't really think this is my like my whole mm-hmm. voice. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't think I realized that at the time, but it was like I, I should probably go try and do something else. Um, and that's what I did. Like so, I joined a, that band, mm-hmm. and then that kind of morphed into a few different things, and then broke up. Probably around like 2005 or six, and then mm-hmm. I played kind of on my own, like just writing songs mm-hmm. uh, for a, a few years. But like in the time that I was doing that was when Mike started playing. Like he started Frontier mm-hmm. with uh, the original crew, and he started calling me like pretty much every time they had a gig, saying, yeah. like, "You just want to come play guitar?" Oh, just oh, just stand in. That's cool. Yeah, because um, we had been friends for a long time, and he would come over and like play me songs just you know that he was working on Mm -hmm. um and i would play Mm -hmm. stuff for him too and his were always better (laughs) (laughs) and yeah like i didn't even know i was in frontier like probably until like while we were recording the first record (laughs) (laughs) he didn't just show up to the recording studio like i remember he came up during one of the songs uh because we just recorded it like uh in uh in somebody's bedroom nobody played at the same time it was Mm -hmm. like individually yeah. tracked yeah. right and so i was playing um it was on a song called open chords and i was playing this solo like pretty similar to how i had always done it like little little like callback phrases mm-hmm. and then i did a take where i didn't do this thing just to see what would happen and he came up into the room he's like you didn't do that that <laughs> thing and i was like do you like that because I, like i didn't you know, i had no yeah kind of clue on whether or not he even enjoyed the, the what sound. I was doing. Yeah. He was like, no, that's good. I like that. You got to do that. And I was like, <laughs> uh, well, I guess right. I guess he likes what I'm playing. Good feedback. Yeah. yeah. And then I sort of felt like I was in the band after that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Who who were the original Frontier folks? Uh, was Mike, Michael Hensley, uh, Stephen Oder played bass and then kind of played, he played drum, like a kick and hi-hat kind of thing oh, okay. at the same time. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Andrea Lee, who, um, she played like some keys, mostly violin, um, some accordion. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like kind of as I came in, we added a, like a, like a full on drum drummer. Yeah. And then Andrea left. Um, okay. And so then it was me and Mike and Steve and, uh, Brett Trich, um, for you know for a little while mm-hmm. basically we've never i don't know if we've ever made a record where the drummer doesn't quit before <laughs> that record comes out right row. that's like how it goes you know? <laughs> yeah yeah 
it's like uh oh my gosh it's like that movie well it's like spinal tap spinal sure. yeah, yeah where yeah. the drummers die right yeah <laughs> now they're all still with us <laughs> right that's good they're not with us well right right you know yeah. yeah right right yeah. right wow. what, what is the current makeup and who's the drummer who's soon to not be in your band just uh, kidding just kidding <laughs> <laughs> uh the current drummer his name is elijah batson um and he's down at UK. Nice. Um, and I know him because his family owned or owns a hardware store that I worked for for like eleven years. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Um, so I've known him sort of since uh, I, don't, I mean, like maybe since like around when he was born. Mm-hmm. Um, and would have had no idea, like oh, little little dude running through. You know, <laughs> right, he's gonna be my he's drummer. Be the drummer. Look at that yeah. guy. Wow. Yeah. A little wildcat. And he hits good and hard. You know? Nice. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. I love his playing. It's yeah, awesome. so he's been with mm-hmm. us like two and a half years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's ruined now. He's yeah, He <laughs> seems to like it. Nice. Yeah, Yeah, because you guys are touring and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit here and there? Yeah. It seems like you're trying. pretty busy out on the road. Yeah. Uh, At times, it all, I guess. Yeah, it all comes in, in waves. Yeah. It's kind of the easiest way to keep everybody's schedules mm-hmm. like... Sure. Balanced. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, we know. Oh, you, know you guys make yeah. those bands with a lot of people. Uh, I don't know how you do that. I don't, yeah. <laughs> so, so many crazy. moving parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Matt McCormick is your Oh, yeah, I didn't bassist, finish who yeah. else was in the oh, band. it's all good. Yeah. Matt McCormick <laughs> is the bass player. Uh, um, and so much more. And so much more. He's, like, just a magical hobbit. He really it's is beautiful. incredible. He, like... He uh love you, Matt. Oh yeah, I love him to death. Uh he's also like our kind of our resident storyteller. He uh mm-hmm. he tells really good stories oh, yeah. while really? we're driving back from nice. somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he's just got he's got a real deep bag of mm-hmm. you know, like there's no way he's gonna tell us one we haven't heard and it's like, Oh man <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. Um yeah, and he's He's uh he's definitely the the most studious of all of us. Like he's the one, like, yeah. like when he came into the band, Mike and I were like, man, like maybe we should take this more seriously. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like he like I remember you know he uh when when our our first bass player was leaving, he like, he moved down to Arkansas to go to film school down there. He's oh, still there. Okay. He teaches nice. down there now. That's cool. Um, we we didn't really know what we were gonna do and. Mike, Mike had kind of hung out a few times with Matt, and I I'd met Matt maybe like one time, mm-hmm. and he was like, and I had seen Shoot Out the Lights that he was playing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh a few yeah, times. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, he said, I talked to that guy Matt. He said he would, you know, he he was up for for trying it out, and uh, I was like, yeah, you know. So we went over to his house, and he had charted everything out that he was going to play. <laughs> nice and I was too. like, yeah, wow, he's actually like, you know. And he had like really specific questions that I could tell he had really listened to everything mm-hmm. really well. And I was mm-hmm. like, um, and I, I've tried, I hope I've conveyed to him, uh, since then that like, he, I really do feel like he came into the band. And then shortly after that, Mark Becknell came in and like, I think mm-hmm. those two guys made, made me and Mike much better mm-hmm. and much, mm-hmm. um, yeah. You know, like we felt like these guys are really like coming in and taking a thing that was just, that we just loved because like, yeah. we were doing good it. songs and fun and yeah yeah and they, it 
in some way kind of like it was like having an outsider come in and like that didn't have to say that they liked it oh and okay. say like no yeah. i like it and like i i really you know i'm getting something out of it too and that yeah. that made it seem somehow more legitimate to right yeah, yeah. to us yeah 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 that's crazy how long has it been current lineup well, like two, three years, two and a half, that? three years. Yeah. 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 Nice. Um, That's awesome. Since Elijah came in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. came in like right in the middle of recording the record that's coming out in the fall. So the, mm-hmm. that, okay. re- and then he, so he played on two tracks. Um, Mark played on four and then the guy that engineered the ri- initial sessions, our friend Bud Carroll played, he played drums on three songs. Oh, okay. Um, so if you listen to it and you think it sounds inconsistent, I hope I hope that it doesn't sound inconsistent. But there are three different drummers on it. Hey, it's a testament to yeah. making it work, man. I mean, sometimes. Oh yeah, we already had the session book. We yeah, weren't right. not gonna do it. Sometimes do it. that's yeah. You just gotta push through, right? For sure. Yeah. How many records have you guys done total? This will be the fourth like full length oh, record, wow. hmm. and then bunch of eps some singles mm-hmm. we did a live record mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah where'd you do that over at southgate house oh cool yeah upstairs Beautiful. newport ky mm-hmm. very good um i'm just having brain fart right oh, now you're good i had a, a whole series of stuff i want to ask <laughs> Uh, have all these records been independent releases? Or are you working with any labels right now? Or now the new record, like the past few things, have come out on Old Flame Records, which okay. is uh, a guy named Rob Mason, who's now he's in Cincinnati, like where you know we all are mm-hmm. essentially right. Yeah. right now, right at this um, very moment. Yeah, and uh, he'd kind of been following us since we put out the first full length record. So like that one, we just put out one called Pearls, and then the next two records, um, Billy Carter, who I work with now at Shake It, mm-hmm. kind of, like, he, he sort of, you know, made a label to put those out, uh, okay. those two, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, when we were working on the live record, I sent it, I, I remembered that guy, this guy, Rob Mason, mm-hmm. and I sent it to a handful of labels, and... um like the other ones didn't seem to work out anyway, and he—I remember—he got back to me within a couple of days. He's like, "Yeah, I would love to do that." So, nice. Yeah. Um, so he's—he's he's definitely like got it, got us uh, like other eyes and ears mm-hmm. on us. I think, um, in a way that that's been really helpful. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And we're you know we're happy with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That helps out a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say you guys. Just went out to South by Southwest this year. We're is this like what second, third? That was the third time we had done that. That's trip. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And that's been that? kind of helpful. Like he's, you know, like so he the first two years that we did that, we played. He, had, you know, Rob had a South by Southwest showcase with uh, Old Flame. Ah, right. That's um, right. Yeah. And then we've we've made friends every year that we've gone down there and mm-hmm. uh, have been invited back to play other day parties. You know, kind mm-hmm. of from the previous year mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and we've made really good friends uh with with some bands that have been on those shows and mm-hmm. yeah i mean like for everything that people say kind of 
negative I think about South by Southwest and mm-hmm. what it has become. Like I I wasn't there when it was whatever everybody right. said it was cool. So yeah. to me, uh, it's been it's positive been for us, you yeah. know. And yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah, so you know, we'll, we'll keep doing it as long as people are going to invite us. Yeah, man. I mean, if, to me, it seems like it's become a really awesome, like you said, networking kind of experience. I mean, some of those experience that you had there, did it lead to like cooler tours or, mm-hmm. you know, going out there doing that kind of stuff? I think, I don't know. I, it, You know, it's one of those things that I try and, I try and think about what's going on with going out and playing. And then mm-hmm. I also, I also think like, cause I try not to look at it as like, we're just going to do things that I think are really going to be like home runs, slam mm-hmm. dunk mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Because I, I, I think there's something to be said of like just showing up, somewhere on a Wednesday mm-hmm. in Arkansas and going like, you know, maybe see what happens. Maybe somebody yeah. else is rolling through here yeah. too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it works out. Um, hmm. And then like the past two years, we've toured down with uh, our friend William Matheny and his band. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And he's from, mm-hmm. he's a, a good friend of ours. He's from Morgantown, West Virginia. Oh yeah. Um, and just getting to play every night with, bands that you love and you right. guys know like mm-hmm. just knowing when the other band plays their set you're not going to want to go like sit in a vehicle and just <laughs> right not listen to anything yeah right uh you know because it's either terrible or or just not to your mm-hmm. you know just mm-hmm. knowing like yeah. i'm gonna i get to hear that song again tomorrow that's right cool. that's yeah. a good that's just how are you not gonna have fun with that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah that's cool man yeah and then yeah like then just bands that we've met down there, that's, you know, it's been great. Mm-hmm. And played with some of them a few other times. And awesome. Anything in the works as far as stuff going on this summer, hitting the road? Um, we probably won't do too much until uh, towards the end of the summer, like once the record is closer to coming out. And then we'll, we try and keep uh, expanding our radius. So mm-hmm. we try and hit like all places in... Kentucky, Ohio, and Indiana. We go to West Virginia a lot, and we mm-hmm. go out to yeah. Illinois a lot, and then, uh, and then down to Nashville, and, um, and then just kind of, you know, spread out from there and go to Chicago. And, oh, and nice. Um, you know, it, it, we're in a good spot where you can get to so many places. You know, yeah, so true. many of those cities within like, yeah, yeah. even like five hours is yeah, yeah five is, six hours is not bad, man. Yeah. Do the, that's like the max, and you're right. you're yeah. to a ton of places. Do yeah. the weekend right. warrior kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? If need be, yeah, yeah. So you know, um, I tell people all the time, like if you don't like driving at night, you should not be a musician. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's the main part of it. Oh you yeah, gotta, yeah. Got to make it make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Any particularly awesome. fun nighttime driving experiences? Um, I don't know. We've we've had well the past few times that it's been uh, raining has been during the day. Mm-hmm. Those aren't really fun. They're just kind of terrifying. Terrifying. Pretty yeah. intense, man. Yeah. I remember one Especially time driving like down in the mountains and stuff. Ugh. Yeah, a lot. Of, <laughs> yeah, we just don't drive back to Double A if we went to no. West Virginia. You just get you just add that extra half hour on. You go sixty four over to seventy five. Mm-hmm. Don't drive the double. Don't again. do it. Yeah, we've given up on that. <laughs> That's a young man's game. Now <laughs> uh, I was gonna say I remember one show a few years ago coming back from Bloomington, Indiana, and it was pouring down rain, and I was like I fell asleep a little bit, and Mike mm-hmm. was 
Mike was driving, and I remember waking up, and it was like it was the brightest flash of lightning I've okay. ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Like it lit up like through the walls of the van. Oh my like, god! Holy cow! Uh, I keep bumping into the table. Think, oh, they gave you, know, you the shakes, about, yeah, right was, then and there. It still yeah. still lingers. So oh we god. just we used to have a policy of uh, if you were driving through bad like rain or snow that we would put ride the lightning on that was, <laughs> even though it's not like it's not period specific but that was our right, yeah that was our like don't no, yeah don't don't doze off yeah nope. we're putting this on oh my god <laughs> that is that's awesome safety hey safety protocol yeah yeah that's right tell us a little bit about uh mavis guitar um that's like it's sort of it's it's slowly becoming my catch-all for everything that I do, just mm-hmm. like on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, it started off. Um, I had a I had a Boston Terrier. My wife and I did. Uh, it was named Mavis, and when she was like four or so, we found out she had some sort of cancer. Oh. Um, and I would sit in my living room and I would like just kind of play guitar the way I always do, just sitting around mm-hmm. like noodling on stuff like just real repetitious kind of meditative things and uh like while while we knew that she was sick i just sat and i uh that's where i came up with most of the the tunes that ended up Mm -hmm. on that and then um my friend joe mitchell who's in a band in cincinnati called the mitchells Mm -hmm. um he plays cello and guitar and we had played together um uh like we were kind of both guitar players a couple times in a band backing up uh, Josh Eagle. Mm. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I remember the first time I played with Joe was one of those things that we like um, playing downtown, and uh, I remember just thinking like that guy, like he, I, I felt like what he played countered what I did really well, um, and I just kind of kept in the back of my mind like if I, you know, if I need somebody else for something, I think that guy would be a good fit because. I don't feel like we step on each other mm-hmm. playing wise, right. yeah. um, and so I uh, I asked him about it. And I sent him the tunes, and then he, you know, we worked on them with him playing guitar or cello on stuff, and then we went down and recorded them in Louisville mm-hmm. uh, in the winter. Uh, probably I got what did I say that when did I say that came out. That wasn't what I was writing down. Okay, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with it came out in 2016, but we probably recorded it in 2015. Okay, yeah. Where did you record it in Louisville? Uh, it was in a house that our friend, um, our friend Daniel Martin Moore. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. He engineered mm-hmm. it for us. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, nice, cool. Uh, I'd heard a handful of things that Daniel had recorded right before that, and I thought like he was getting like this really kind of crisp, pristine sound out mm-hmm. of like you know essentially acoustic quiet instruments mm, yeah i call him the motorhead of quiet <laughs> Martin Moore. Um, <laughs> Check but it he out. makes he he's a really great engineer he, mm-hmm. um uh and he's a really nice guy too yeah oh yeah. wow, that's he's very that's tall awesome. as well okay everybody knows that he's about very tall, tall people very tall um, man but yeah he so we went down uh and hung out at this house that he was living in uh, for a couple of days, just stayed there and and recorded these songs and um, and so he kind of acted like his engineer and and like producer along with us, mm-hmm. like just saying like, yeah, I think you know, good ear for it, yeah. And what you guys were trying to yeah, achieve, I, mm-hmm. yeah. And so cool. I did that one 
uh, we might have played like one show. It was it was mm-hmm. the kind of thing that like I didn't know if it would make like it, it doesn't make sense to go like I'm gonna go take this to a bunch of people that have never heard it because it's not that kind of music. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a, mm-hmm. a win the crowd over kind of situation. Right. Yeah, it can't yeah. be louder than everybody. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, and I don't I don't like being one of those people that shushes the talkers mm-hmm. you know. excuse me can you please yeah. stop i mean like i think that they've made a bad decision with their life <laughs> but i'm not gonna you know <laughs> but whatever not gonna call them out no i like to just guy. be able to play louder than they can talk mm-hmm. <laughs> um but that's not how the the mavis stuff works but yeah. um but then I, uh i found um Oh, no, I didn't find it. I was in folk school mm-hmm. in Ludlow mm-hmm. one day, and Morgan, uh, Morgan Early, that used to work, she used to work there, but she's a yoga teacher. Oh, cool! And I heard her asking Catfish, like, "Hey, do you know anybody else that I could ask to do one of these classes?" And he he looked at me and he was like, "Do you know anybody that could do that?" And I was like, "What is the gig?" And she said, "Oh, I just need people to play background music it's for like, oh, yoga." I got, and I I got like, you. I'm, I yeah. said, "I don't want to like sound." Like really braggy, but I was like, your, I think I'm, I'm man. perfect for this. <laughs> uh, nice. And I sent her the songs, and like you know, uh, later that same day, she was like, "Oh no, this is actually like perfect for this." Yeah. I was like, "Great, uh, glad that didn't get thrown back in my face." <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and so I did a few, like I probably did like a half a dozen of those one year playing those yoga classes, mm-hmm. uh, rooted yoga down mm-hmm. in Covington, and like had to space out a little bit or had to and could space out a little bit more on these things. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I just started writing new stuff like kind of specifically for those gigs. Oh, cool. Oh, right. That's awesome. And then I made a record with all those songs kind of, kind of because of how long it was taking to finish the frontier record. And I, mm-hmm. and you know, like when you have a band and you got to wait for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Oh, all too well. Right. And I yeah, thought, yeah, like, I'm just going to make a record in my basement and I did. I just said I was going to do a song a week, and then I did six songs that you know. Mm-hmm. It's like a half an hour long, and I was like, "Done, perfect, nice, yeah." Play this when you're doing yoga. Yeah, very awesome. We're taking a nap, huh? you know. Is it on Spotify? Don't Can use people... it the way I'm using "Ride the Light." It will not work. <laughs> yeah, right. Do not listen. Maybe to the antithesis. Not for that. Yeah, it's on Spotify. On Spotify, yeah. Yeah, it's on all the nice. All those things. So it's That's under awesome. Mavis, Mavis Guitar on Spotify. Yeah. You can buy little handmade CDs that I'll, oh, that I, I, I'll, I'll assemble for you, too. Wow. Yeah. You can have a little piece piece uh-huh. of you. It's mm. beautiful. So you mentioned a little while back about uh, Shake It Records. Mm-hmm. Just so, you know, we love our local peoples. Yeah. What uh, What is that and all that jazz? What do you do there? Well, it's a record store. It's been there for 20 years now. Um, and it's also a little, you know, it's a, a independent label um, that puts out now like mostly reissue mm-hmm. um, records that are like focusing on like Ohio mm-hmm. artists. Yeah. Um, but then, like, so the only like current band is uh, Wussy. Um, oh yeah. And then, well, so like we're putting out Chuck Cleaver's solo record in a few weeks, um, but Chuck's in Wussy, so that oh, okay. Kind of in the family deal, yeah. Um, And then the store is just, you know, uh, the place that in a lot of ways I think is responsible for the band that I'm in right now because Mm -hmm. that 
that was how Mike and I bonded oh. as friends. It's mm. like we used to go to Phil's Records, was in Latonia where we grew mm-hmm. up, right? And then we started going to Shake It, like you know, once we were seventeen or yep. something like yeah. that. And we, you know, right. we were driving there, around yeah. and knew we had kind of we'd been to Phil's, you know, mm-hmm. once a week forever. Let's start going Check to these this other out. ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we started going to to Shake It and and Billy, who works downstairs, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, we realized like you could start, you could kind of talk to Billy, even though um, Billy gets kind of bad rap as being quiet okay. or yeah. like standoffish, uh, right? Right, whatever. It's normally just that, like you know, he's doing something. He's yeah. not, he's not, you know, like an overly chatty kind of person. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. But he was super great once. Like we kind of told him, like we would ask him about something that we would pick up, like what's this like, and he mm-hmm. would tell you, and then he would kind of like formulated an idea of what you were into oh okay and right you'd come in and you'd be like you have this record and <laughs> no and he, should i and he was like well yeah and then he would tell you like you <laughs> know like, you should have it like yeah. the first little feet record yeah i would have never heard that if yeah. it weren't for billy nice um and that's like the epitome of the kind of thing that i love mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and so yeah i mean and so that was like what mike and i did like we would just go record shopping together and say very little other than what we were talking about mm-hmm, musically mm-hmm. to each other. Um, and that's that was kind of like the basis of our friendship for years. That's awesome. And then, yeah. you know, like right right before I was getting married, um, Darren, who there's two brothers that own the place, Jim and Darren Blaze. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Darren, he and his family were going to move to Boston oh. uh, for his wife to go to Harvard. Okay. And so they were going to be needing somebody else you know, kind of to not to take his place, but to take up some of that. The responsibility, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember going in one day, and Billy <clears throat> said, "Like, so when you get married, like, you're just gonna keep working at that hardware store?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, that's, that's that's a job." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he was like, "Well, you know, might need somebody around here." And I was like, yeah. "What?" I was like, "Well, let me talk. You know, let me talk that over." Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, well. No, you know she was. She's now my wife, but she wasn't then. And uh, I think it was like a day after she was like, "Yeah, you know, you should do that." Should and, go uh, for it. Jim called me at the hardware store. Like, no shit. Yeah, oh like, wow. He's <laughs> like, "So Billy says you might want to work here." And I was like, "Yeah, yes. this is sweet." Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then you know I explained it to the the guy that owns the hardware store. His name's uh, John Humpert, mm-hmm. and um, he was actually a DJ on the. Like on the blues show on uh, when I was that on the the WNKU had oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. he oh, was I don't know awesome. if you recognize it so his name was John Th- uh, was it John Thad oh I can't remember but he's got you know he's got a really kind of yeah deep, yeah perfect uh, for that show radio yeah, voice yeah. but yeah but I would talk to him pretty much every day on the phone and he <laughs> would be saying like oh I needed to see if you had any more of this paint uh, you know um so. So he had a great radio voice, but he also had a good voice for finding out if we had particular hardware <laughs> items mm-hmm. at the other store. Yeah. Um, but he was, you know, he was really cool. So he let me, like, basically, like, I, I stayed on at the hardware store, like, on for, like, one or two days a week oh, okay. at first. Transition until, away, um, yeah. Until at Shake It, they were like, you know, like, we, you know, we can hire you on full time. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And uh, Cool. Yeah, and it's like, the, it's the best job ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, like, 
I've always just, I've always thought listening is as much of a part of being a musician as oh yeah, absolutely as mm-hmm. everything else, and mm-hmm. that's like the part that I feel like that I, I I'm happy that I just enjoyed that because I got so much of that in. I think mm-hmm. even before I knew what I was doing, playing yeah, mm-hmm. like I at least had like a reference of like well I've heard I've heard that somewhere. I don't know how to execute it yet, right? But I have a basic idea. I got the concept. Some of the understanding. I told somebody the other day I like to play with like, what did I say? Very like uh, prepared unpreparedness. (laughs) Mostly going with my gut. Yeah, Yeah. ready to go at any time. Anytime I've ever made too many notes for a gig, I show up and they change everything. Right, that's true. That was a waste of time. (laughs) Oh, good. You change the key and everything, and you're all right. Good. I'm not going to do it like that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't put any time into it. Yeah, you got to be ready so to go st- with it, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's more fun anyway. Yeah. yeah. So how do, when do you find time to do the guitar lessons? It sounds just like you're pretty booked up. Right. Um, I have a couple of days during the week today. That, that's like, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, and then like those mornings, I'm normally with my kids. Mm-hmm, my wife's mm-hmm. a teacher. So during mm-hmm. the summer, she's home. But like the rest of the year... Um, I'm with them in the morning. Schedule, yeah. And like the oldest one started in preschool a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. The youngest one will be in preschool this year. Nice. Um, And the oldest one will be in kindergarten. But then my mom watches them uh, like later in the day, like on the days that I go to the store or if I'm doing lessons. Right. Sure. Cool, man. So we've got a great. Everybody helps. Good system. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, are you taking on new students right now? Oh yeah, all the time. All the time. I just had three new ones yesterday. Oh. How can people Three find Three new ones. Yeah. How can people find you? Really, like, just look me up on Facebook or uh, Instagram or Twitter. Uh, on the Instagram and the Twitter, I'm TV Spy. Okay. TV Spy. Uh-huh. Yeah. On the Twitter. Yeah. So you But if you just type at, my... At my, TV Spy. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, it was from a song. Ah. Nice. Nice. Good tie-in. But I wrote it, so I feel like it wasn't... <laughs> yeah. You wrote it. You own it. It's yeah. all good. Um, but if you type in my name, I think I'll, um, that that'll come up as an option. Um, all right. Oh, so TV Spy is where people find you for for you lessons, know, being lessons and such. Yeah, yeah. All right. Mavis Guitar. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Like, is that the same spot for all that? Mavis Guitar. You can go to it's uh, MavisGuitar.bandcamp.com. Okay. Those okay. those two records are on there. Like they're all on like Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, all the all stuff. stuff, all yeah. the everywheres. Yeah, awesome. And Frontier awesome. Folk as well. Oh yeah, everything is everywhere. Yeah, all the stuff. All Except the, for all like the some of the like the the good demos that Mike would never let us put out. Oh, yeah. I really like Ooh. a lot of those demos. You know, I you hear that. You hear that, Mike? Fall in love with the demos. He, now he knows all about this. <laughs> no. I begged him a couple times. He's like, never going to do it. <laughs> he recorded something on his cell phone on one record that I was like, let's just use that and overdub over top of that. And he was like, eh. no. And yeah, I'm sure if I listened to it, I would still think that that was better than what we ended up with. But hey, man, once we get people listening to this thing, you know, we put it out there. If maybe there's going to be a big enough public outcry. You can release, release the demos, demos later. Release, exactly. Hashtag release the demos. Uh, you know, we it's always like big, hope that uh, there's going to be something that sparks an actual interest. This could be it. You know? Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Some big double album <laughs> with the demos. Yeah. This new record was supposed to be a double album, and then it, like, we had really broad 
grand Big ideas. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a concept. Re- it still is a concept record, but it was going to originally be like this big, yeah, crazy arc, uh, huge symphony. And I still think it's got a lot of that in there, but yeah, it's better as a single record. Yeah. Cool. And that's when's that coming out? Yeah, the, end the of fall. Summer? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it just got sent off to be pressed. So. Okay. Nice. So people should keep their eyes on the the social medias. Mm-hmm. See yeah, the, the launching. Very cool. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to you know since you know philosophy's been a big thing for you and and music's been a big thing and uh you know how do you tie those two worlds together? Do you tie those two worlds together? Does it how does it affect the music you play and write? You know and um, you know what keeps you going. Um, I think. What keeps me going in a lot of ways is just like a general, uh, general curiosity as to what will happen next, hmm. and not in like a way that I'm really. I don't. I try. I really make a big point of not being excited. Um, in 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 that, I feel like if I allow myself to be excited, and then it, uh, then I would have to let myself be really like sad or angry or mm-hmm. you know like right all those other things that are the extreme mm-hmm. of, of how things go um so i try and keep a median on things um mm-hmm. i i do think like i spend a lot of time trying to decide whether or not what i'm doing is is good uh or is purposeful in 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 that i think that it's doing some sort of like more more good than it is doing harm Mm -hmm. um so like thinking about things like whether or not especially like my my artistic kind of endeavors like is this like selfishly taking away from things that i should be doing as a parent or as a husband Mm -hmm. or just as like other jobs that i'm doing like am i Mm -hmm. not devoting enough to that Mm -hmm. um and i normally feel like what what is good about it is that like if i didn't do if i didn't play guitar and if i wasn't in a band and if i wasn't like riding around with the my friends that i'm in a band with or and going around and playing shows and meeting people that way like i don't know what kind of sense of self i would mm-hmm. be able to concoct but mm-hmm. i don't think it would be that good mm-hmm. um like this is how I kind of make sense of things, and mm. um, and I also think about like I've met so many people in my adult life that like it's basically all tied to music, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, this isn't exactly like your question, but I've I've been thinking about this a bunch because I see a bunch of people that um, like with all the kind of really divisive political things that are happening mm-hmm. and like when Alabama passes like really like super conservative over the top right wing mm-hmm. kind of laws. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of people that I'm friends with say stuff like, why would anybody ever set foot in like a shitty place like Alabama? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, fuck those people just like, just way over the top. And I think yeah. like, yeah, specifically Alabama, I have a few people that I've met from Alabama that are like, they are as on top of, like good-hearted progressive ideas mm-hmm. as anyone I've ever met or yeah. heard or read and they're they're proud to be from Alabama mm-hmm. you know and 
and if you go or or, or like West Virginia, yeah, you right. know, like I, like all these places that I feel like they get they get uh, stereotyped by you know, I mean that's what stereotypes are, right? If you go to those places, I mean, there's always people that are a deviation from what you know your preconceived kind of notion is mm-hmm. going to be, right? And to say that you're going to just abandon a place that just seems like that seems like a kind of like poorly thought out, angry, mm-hmm. impulsive reaction to yeah. things. And coming back to it, I think like I think like studying philosophy like showed me that there's never really a, an answer to most things. Like mm-hmm. it's just about like formulating a better question. That's oh, really like what that. I think what I you're like doing. I like that. Yeah. Um, so. I'm just still going because I'm trying to ask better questions. Hmm. And I think if you just stop and cut things off like that, that's useless. You just end a conversation and yeah. yeah. Hmm. Not to say that some people don't need to be cut off, or what, you <laughs> right, know, right, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, everything has its moments, but it, you know, as a, as a general guideline, I try and think like that I'm trying to ask better questions mm-hmm. is what, what yeah. I'm normally after. Give people a chance. Kind yeah. Of thing, yeah. And I mean, like, just because I think, I think I've been, like, my experience has shown me that that's the right way. Like, I've met so many people, especially from places that I feel like get stereotyped as mm-hmm. backwards or like super conservative yep. or just not what, you know, somebody might think of them. You know, it's not like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for everybody. You know, that's silly to think that it would be. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah. That's a great way to look at things. I love that. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know. I've still I've been reading a book that's just like a history of philosophical paradoxes. It's oh, been nice. really relaxing to me for the past couple of weeks. <laughs> that's cool. Really, it's like uh, a synops- it really is, synopsis like, kind of yeah, thing like, like of, of arguments or It's ideas. sort of like, uh, you know, like I've read a bunch, like uh, I've read like two really great kind of philosophical anthologies in my life and one was Bertrand Russell's History of Western Philosophy it's okay. really great yes and yes. then um, this guy named Walter Kaufman wrote an uh, an existentialism anthology that's called from like I'm not gonna remember it might go from uh, like classical or does it start at Dostoevsky okay to Sartre oh, okay I think is what he does and those are both really great because they yeah. cover like they cover in a very small scope, like a, a wealth of ideas, and like you get an idea of how everything evolved. Mm-hmm. This guy, I, I feel like it's one of those things that you know it, it's relatively recently written. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be able to do this this well because it's already been done well. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he's coming at it from kind of a different angle. Um, but he actually he's definitely knows his stuff. But he's mm-hmm. he's sort of starting with like early Greek. Uh, philosophy and like talking where their paradoxes came from and he he sort of highlights that like a lot of the reasons that philosophical ideas kind of grab hold of something and then are like are transmitted mm-hmm. is that they like if you don't sneak a paradox into them people go like i don't feel like listening to that they're not <laughs> they're not that interested in it like yeah. you got to put a little riddle in it yeah like that's why like question uh, yeah uh augustine and uh, like thomas Aquinas, like they mm-hmm. you know like all those like early Christian philosophy ideas that mm-hmm. were like really taken from Aristotle and Plato, yeah, yeah. like they still stuck the paradox in there mm-hmm. to keep them 
keep it keep maybe it fresh like, maybe not like consciously but like that's the thing sure. that keeps people kind of intrigued yeah. you know because like religion is very much based on paradoxes like of like faith in general like you know leaps of faith are all about like embracing a paradox and, right uh and stuff like that have you ever thought about writing your own the philosophy of travis yeah nah. uh just on like little scraps of paper <laughs> you know i yeah, mostly save, use save those i use that for songs for a long time uh-huh. okay. yeah. right sure yeah sure. I, have a, I have a lot of really really wordy songs from when i was like 22 oh yeah a lot yeah. of angst not a lot of angst no nah, there, there, there was some yeah, angst. Okay. a lot of words I'm. I was definitely more angry than I am now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now I just have a temper sometimes. You just get grumpy. Yeah, probably would be described yeah. as you know. I like to think I'm like a professional wet blanket. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best things Matt ever said to me. Uh, we played the um, that thing at in Cincinnati called Blink, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. projections, the, that was really great. Was yeah, light cool. show all over downtown. But you guys know, like, when you play something, you don't really get to experience yeah, the, yes. thing. the thing. You're right. part of the thing. So when I went to get the van to pull back around to pack up, I saw the Rosemary Clooney one. Oh, the singing. And Matt oh, hadn't yeah. seen anything, and, like, then there was a ton of traffic, and we were just oh, yeah. trying to go home. Yeah. And... I said, and he was like, was it awesome? And I was like, it was pretty sweet, Matt. And he was like, damn it, Travis thought it was good. I should have seen it. (laughs) (laughs) So I took that as like a high compliment. It's like, uh, you really dug it. I try not to, I try not to say anything is really good unless I really think it's good. Do you really mean it? Yeah. Yeah. And if not, like, you know, I work in a record store, so I've gotten pretty good at saying things uh, that I don't like things by not, but not saying that I didn't like them. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Found a, you got to be diplomatic because I don't yeah. want to discourage somebody. Like, sure. yeah, you know, I might. Yeah. It's, it's just you gotta be careful. Though. I'm, yeah, you know, sure. I might not understand it right now, and I might come back to it and go like, I was, you know, I just that didn't make sense to me now, and it might mm-hmm. lead people. You know, you never know what leads people to the next thing that they hear, and yeah, that's the truth. So you don't want to be standing in the way, right? But maybe yeah, maybe a little guidance, right? But yeah. you know, only if they ask, right? Yeah, I, guess. I try and be honest if they ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you know, but I like saying I just no, I haven't I haven't got to listen to that yet. <laughs> oh man! Well, Travis, thanks for being here, man. Well, thanks for having me. This was fun. And uh, if you could one more time, just give everybody you know um, plug your stuff, plug your plug stuff on your the stuff. socials. It's mm-hmm. leaking. Yeah. Um. So. Always, main thing is that uh, I play guitar in Frontier Folk, Nebraska. Yes. Uh, it's my favorite thing. Uh, it gives me a sense of purpose. I like our songs. Um, so you can find us if you just Google that. Uh, FFN Rock and Roll on all the social media. Mm-hmm. Rock and Roll. you got to spell out. Rock and, and Roll. Um, Noted. And then uh, Mavis Guitar is kind of my catch-all for everything else. Mm-hmm. Um and then I teach guitar. You can find me on any of those other avenues down TV to that. Spy. TV mm-hmm. Spy. Mm-hmm. I've been playing a lot of pedal steel lately, so I've been doing that for people. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So hit me up. Oh, for yeah, you do that. like session work as well, right? I've been oh, doing a little bit that. of that. Yeah, I've seen you. You've been, been busy lately. I'm staying busy. Or, yeah. I got a couple people that I'm doing, like I'm, like they're doing their record now, and then I'm just 
<clears throat> doing the tracks at my house and yeah. then sending it back to them. Nice. That's yeah, that's a lot of fun. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. You're doing some awesome stuff, man. We really appreciate you being on today. Yes, I really appreciate you all having me. All right. Yeah, cool. man. It makes me feel like I'm somebody, you know? You are somebody, you are Travis. Somebody. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs> all right. We want to say thanks. I'll give it over to DP to give our outro. Yeah, man. Uh, check us out, easymojobaby.com. You can find this episode and all of our episodes. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Please like, subscribe. Give us a rating. Retweet, all those things. Share with your friends. Oh, yeah. Go buy all the records and all the merch from both of Travis's bands and projects. Go get a guitar lesson, maybe. Yeah, if you do that, I'm going to be the one that mails it to you. Boom. I I had somebody... Direct to the people. Just not to derail your ex. Oh, no, you're good. (laughs) Derail away. We were in Cleveland a few weeks ago. Oh, shout out Cleveland. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You're from, are you I from am, Cleveland? I am. All right. He is. The land, love There's it. There's this guy, the Glenn Hamill, who has been buying stuff from us since like the early f- days. First or second record that I've mailed him something like every time we've ever put something out. And he came up and said hi in Cleveland. He lives like in some little tiny like Amish town up in northern Ohio. Oh, wow. And I don't think he'd ever come to see us. And he came out no to way. see. Uh, we've been in Cleveland a few other times, and he'd never made That's it to awesome. those. And because uh, he came up and he was looking at stuff before we even played, and I said, I was like, man, if you buy something before we even play, like I'm just gonna go home. And, so, <laughs> uh, and he was like, no, I got everything. And uh, mm. and then his friend was like, this guy. He was like, he buys all your stuff. And I was like, what's your name? And he said, Glenn. And I was like, man, oh my, you're, you're Glenn, Glenn Hansen. That's cool. Part. Yeah, I love it. That's yeah, awesome. I was like, that's great, man. Thanks. You know, where did yeah. you, where'd you play in Cleveland? Uh, the Beachland Tavern. Oh, Beachland, yeah. Beachland Ballroom. Right. Well, we tavern. were playing in the tavern. In the tavern. But then we ran that. into friends because Erica Winterstrom and her band, they were oh, playing cool. in the ballroom. That is awesome. So saw Beth and that is uh, one Steve Schmoll was out running, uh, nice. running sound for them. Nice. That's one of the best venues in that whole region. Yeah, they let me go in and see the big room. Beautiful. Yeah. So cool. Thank yeah. you. Shout out Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. And All since right. of course. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. This has been yet another episode. And we would like you to, like Daniel said, retweet, Instagram, Spotify, all the things, download, subscribe. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time.